Traveling the Vortex. We have joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex. And the moment has been prepared for. It's episode 381. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? We couldn't have landed on an even number for this one. No. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, it's not an even number, but it's a true anniversary because, you know, one. As oh, point, I see. There's I no see. zero. Right. Mm-hmm. No zero in, in the No, zero. there was no zero podcast, so. So it's an anniversary. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised we didn't push this off to be like a big 400 celebration. I've already told you this will be the last story we do, so surprise, the podcast is over. <laughs> oh, But what about Pastor I Valva? Wondered, I wondered how many people uh, <laughs> wondered that when I titled last week's show, The Begin- <laughs> Beginning of the End. <laughs> how many people got that in their feed and went, <gasps> oh no. Not enough to care to write in and ask. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, they were probably going, ah, they've had a good run. <laughs> 380 shows. Either that or they're in denial about it. (laughs) Maybe. If our listeners know anything about us, they'll know we enjoy whipping a dead horse. We're going nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys have a good week? Yeah, I went and saw Avengers again. Avengers Infinity War again. How was it a second time? Uh, Much better. I mean, I loved it. It was great the first time. It was an incredible, awesome movie. It's a lot better the second time. I think mostly because the first time you watch it, there's so much going on that you miss a lot of the interconnectivity. And then when you know the story, you know what's going to happen the second time, you start looking for those little nuances, those little in-between things. And a lot of the jokes landed better this time. I think with a, a large audience, uh, the first time going, there was a lot of the jokes that maybe got laughed over, pieces got laughed over. There was yeah. some, there was a baby crying the first night I went. But um, So I missed. I think I missed a few little things. Not a lot, but I missed a few things that I picked up on Did this you time. snap your fingers? <laughs> I didn't do anything. I saw Bad Samaritan. Oh, the David Tennant film. Yeah. How is it? Not a David Tennant film. <laughs> well, sure it is. He's in it, right? <laughs> uh, this this was some uh, some actor named David Tennant who he bore... Only, he only says this because he hasn't seen Jessica Jones. Bore zero <laughs> exactly. resemblance to the David Tennant that I know and love. Uh, no, he was phenomenal. He was really... I know I haven't seen Jessica Jones, but uh, I asked Mel, and Mel was like, this was scarier. Um, it starts off, and it kind of feels like just a little independent okay it's it's one of those movies but then it kind of it 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 hits its stride and it just rolls and it's a it's intense it's a really good thriller anything else no other than that it's pretty quiet week let's move on to news some big news out of big finish uh they have announced details for desire of river song volume five what Diary of River Song. Volume. I thought you said Desire of River Song. Desi- well, so maybe. did I miss one through four of Desire <laughs> River Song? The Diary of River Song, okay. Volume Five, is going to be a multi-master story. Oh yeah, yeah. So, in addition to Derek Jacoby, 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 returning as the War Master, we're going to have Jeffrey Beavers back in the role as Crispy Master. But they also will have Michelle Gomez return as Missy, which is, this is her very first Missy outing uh, on Big Finish. And Eric Roberts is coming back to the role of the master for the first time in 22 years. Really curious to see how they're going to pull that off. And how it's going to work, yeah. They'll have to time scoop him out of the events of the movie. (laughs) Somehow. So that's pretty exciting. The good news about... um doing audio is he doesn't have a to dress for the occasion <laughs> I really hope they ask what are you wearing <laughs> and he gets that line it's funny the big finish uh, folk just raved about working with Eric Roberts and what a professional he was and how just a joy to have in the booth and 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 all kind of stuff and I had to stop and go are you sure it was Eric Roberts <laughs> because it's not the guy I met but it might be. What do I it know? I just caught him on a bad day. It's so acting, so, well. <laughs> Maybe he's just that good an actor. <laughs> he's just that good an actor. Oh, sorry, Ooh, Cody. I just, 
Or I dropped my wallet on him. <laughs> I, I, I kind of felt, you know, we got the impression of him from your adventures to Gallifrey that year, and, and you brought back and regaled the chaos that was with Eric Roberts, and then I thought, well, we'll give him a, the benefit of the doubt this time when he was going to come to Time Eddie this year, and then he flaked out on Time Eddie, and yeah. so, yeah, I don't know. I think the one good story from James doesn't quite offset the two bad. Yeah. But now we'll Big, see. Fin- now Big mean, Finish is added to the good. Yeah, but that's... <laughs> yeah, but again, that's a different setting. That's I don't not think a, they would, I don't think they would say, man, yeah. this person was horrible to work with. We're never going to have him back again before the release comes out. <laughs> I don't know. That could drive up sales. <laughs> you know why he was a, a, a great person to work with for Big Finish? Because they paid him. We refused to pay him, so. <laughs> and probably, uh, well, it may have been more draining work. It was a shorter amount of time. Yeah, that's true. He didn't have to deal with fans in that booth. That's what it boiled true. down to. So we got to wait until <laughs> January 2019 for this volume. We still have volume four of The Diary of River Song coming out with Tom Baker. Yeah, to look forward to in the meantime, which will be pretty and soon. we have volumes one through three. One through three are out currently to uh, look forward to on this podcast. Yes, for you guys. That is, to if we keep going. To. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> our last bit of news comes from our friends over at Candy Jar Books. All of series five is now available on Kindle, including the new unusual. Yay. And print copies will be going out this week. So, so what? What else of is the included new in, in season, series five? That is the man from yesterday and a very private haunting. Cool. And so just a reminder exciting. that we've flipped our uh, our review schedule that we've already covered. A very private haunting, and according to the schedule online, because I haven't changed it yet, it still says <laughs> um, a man from yesterday. But we're going to re-slot that with. Uh, new and usual since technically it apparently happens first yes yes chronologically apparently, <laughs> apparently. We, we have it on relatively good authority <laughs> according to the author co-author 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 and editor yeah that's it for news that's it for news I guess we should move on to feedback first up in feedback is Ben Ben writes just in the nick of time Hey guys, I'm beginning this while I listen to what will be your last episode when you read this. But what is for now the current episode? Very timey-wimey, eh? Does Ben know something we don't? This is our last episode? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, getting started here. Genesis of the Daleks is $12.50 for adults, and there is or was child pricing through Fathom, of course. I got my tickets last week and have them in my Apple wallet. Can't wait. This will be my first theater Doctor Who experience. Haven't really been any interested in any of the past offerings. Moving along, Sean, I too miss the ping-pong ball-eyed master. You're not alone. Sticking with Doctor Who, I finished the Aztecs. I know you'll be disappointed to hear this is... uh, I know you'll be disappointed to hear this based on your past comments in relation to my feedback previously, but I just didn't connect with the story. The Sensorites is up next. Hopefully I'll like that one better. Sticking to media, but moving away from Doctor Who, I finally watched THX 1138. Wow, that was different. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll need to watch it again in order to understand it better. Don't bother. Hey, it might be more like this than you think. Yes, you will. And as Glenn says, no, don't bother. (laughs) (laughs) That's not fair. I own THX 1138. I own it, too. I own it because it's it's a Oh, that's not a good reason to own it. I own it because it's a George Lucas film, and I want to appreciate it and like it. But I've watched it twice, and I'd be like, I still don't get it. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. (laughs) It it is... um... It's important for what it is. <laughs> there you go. That's a cop-out answer. <laughs> oh, it's, Explain the dang film to me after we're done. Okay. And then, <laughs> and, and then we'll... We'll cover it off topic. <laughs> um, I better wrap this up as you guys are getting set to record soon. Take care, everyone. Ben. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Let us know if you think it's better the second time. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought it was better the second time. I didn't think it was worse <laughs> the second time. <laughs> Admittedly, the first time I saw it was on TV. I think it was TBS or TNT. Oh, they probably those. cut it all the heck. Too. Well, it was pan and scan as well. Oh. And so it got to the end of the movie. It's a beautiful movie. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a very, beautifully it's shot pretty. film. But it got to the end of the movie. And I, I won't divulge what happens, just in case there are people out there. But you know the yes. last scene. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Did All they, of the credits are on this off? side, and they stayed on this part. So none of the, it was just him for five minutes standing there. And then they went to a commercial, and I went, that was weird. And then it came back, and the next program started. I went, what? So they cut the credits out yeah. of it? Yeah. So then... I went and watched. I it wouldn't have they picked the credits. Yeah. I, I, why wouldn't you? So, I, or, or or done the whole, you know, yeah, or cut to squeeze it, it down or something. So I went and watched it years later, and then got to the end of the movie, and I was all set to just go ahead and turn it off because it was, and I thought, no, I want to see what happened. And then the credits started over here on this side of the screen, and I went, "Are you kidding? <laughs> Shame on you, TBS or TNT or whoever that was." Well, so I did like it better, but that was. May have been part of it. Because <laughs> at least I don't know how it ends. <laughs> the terror of pan and scan. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. All right. Up next is Chrissy. She writes, please take your litter home. Dear Vortex Boys. <laughs> All right. Why would you have a trash can there and put a sign above it that says, please take your litter home? Why would you have a trash can there to deposit litter in and above it put a sign that said, take your litter home? What's the point of that? Did I miss something? Outside the bleach box at the very beginning, there's a trash can. Excuse me, a rubbish bin for those in the UK. (laughs) It's there. It's it's like, you know it's a rubbish bin because it's got trash in it. And it's wire, so you can see through it and see the trash in it. And above it is a sign that says, please take your litter home. And I'm like, what is that? I totally didn't even realize that. Maybe maybe the sign was for the policeman who was stationed there. Don't put your own litter in here. You're not allowed to use this rubbish bin. You're allowed. And and take it it to his house? Yeah, why not? No, I would read That's it more. That's just it's, rude. The, 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 whoever the trash people are are upset because the police people are abusing the can, and <laughs> there's been phone calls made to the department head, and he had to go, guys, can we please? So then, some poor schmuck constable had to write up a sign that said, "Please take your litter home," meaning don't abuse the can that's sitting here. Okay, it's, it's but it's motorists. a public highway. And people are going to pull off, and they're going to look at that sign. They're going, "Oh, look, honey, we can throw our McDonald's away in the rubbish bin over there." Pull off, hunt. So they pull off, and they get over to the side of the road, and a guy's getting ready to put it in there, and he comes back with it and hands it back to his wife. And she says, why didn't you throw it in the rubbish bin? He says, because there was a sign that said, please take your litter home. I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Chrissy says. Sorry, Chrissy. (laughs) Dear Vortex Boys. I'm so glad she titled it that way, because I thought I'm going to talk about it in the podcast tonight, but I probably would have forgot it. So I'm glad she (laughs) titled it that way. All right, Legopolis. I'll be honest, I've watched this one at least three times now, and I still don't get it. (laughs) I know it's a bunch of smarty-pants mathematical mumbo-jumbo that results in funky space shenanigans, but that's all I understand. I will say that the stuff with the infinite TARDIS within a TARDIS is pretty interesting. Just from the standpoint of stuff happened, now how do we get out of it? This may sound like blasphemy for a science fiction fan, but I've never minded when crazy things happen in sci-fi that don't have a viable scientific explanation. I am perfectly fine with saying, a wizard did. (laughs) Long-winded jargon filled with technical explanations bore the ever-loving snot out of me. Which is probably why everything that happens in Legopolis... In the on Legopolis in this story, my eyes glaze over and I only perk up when Nissa joins the group... Or the TARDIS shrinks, or the Master starts turning Logopolitans. Logopolitans. Logopolitans, thank you. I knew they said it at some point. (laughs) (laughs) In the Barbie dolls. (laughs) Oh, and Tegan joins Team TARDIS. They really want to hammer home that she's an airline stewardess, don't they? (laughs) Even to the point that she would rather fly in a plane than ride in a car. (laughs) 
<laughs> Granted, the fact that she's trying to change a flat uh, flat tire on the highway, or whatever the British equivalent is, could be part of her reasoning at the moment. Is it a motorway over there? Sure. I think it is. Is it a tire over there? It's a t- tire, but it's T-Y-R-E. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, it's, it's still weird. T-I-R-E. I do love her Auntie Vanessa, though. You're laughing, but that's how they spell tire. I tire of this argument. <laughs> T-Y-R-E. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame that the master caught her in the end of the first episode. But at the same time, I don't think Tegan's wanderings in the TARDIS would have got been quite oh. so f- fun to watch if she had had her aunt, aunt tagging along, too. Sorry. <laughs> you said Auntie Vanessa. I, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> her Aunt Vanessa. For some reason, you, you said that, and my brain went like there was an antimatter... Oh, like there was a, there was an evil Vanessa. There was an evil Vanessa, <laughs> and I I really struggled with that for just a moment there. Auntie? Sorry, I, auntie, auntie, her auntie. Yeah, is that better? I tire of this. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I must be tired because I love the scenes where Tegan is lost in the TARDIS and she's seen all these rooms and corridors for the first time. Those parts are the epitome of I don't care what science things happened to get her here. She's here, and this is great. I know she's scared and panicking, but the fact that she accepts the TARDIS and some is some kind of ship, and she's looking for the flight crew is awesome. I also feel also I feel like the Watcher was a missed opportunity, or at least that it was lost in the overly complicated story of block transfer computation <laughs> and Legopolis's weird fascination with sitting around doing math problems in fancy robes while sitting in caves. The idea probably was to have the Watcher hanging around in the background while another story was going on and periodically remind the audience that it's there. But it just added one more thing to pay attention to while trying to follow what the heck was is going on. Everything else. Or was going on with everything else. Maybe if it included a more straightforward... If it was included in a more straightforward story, it'd have a more of an impact. I did like the detail that the Watcher was the one who brought Nissa from Trocken to find the doctor and her father, which that was a sad moment for Nyssa, and pretty creepy when the master forces her to attack Adric. I don't know, I think I just wanted more about the Watcher, where he comes from, why he's the doctor, how this not quite new regeneration shows up right before the fourth doctor regenerates. It's not exactly a multi-doctor situation we have here, he's like a half a time lord or the future spirit of a time lord. But the Watcher never comes back in any future regeneration stories. None that I'm aware of, at least. Spoilers, Keith. It it felt like a bit of a Time Lord lore that would be ripe for someone to do a whole story about. It could be on TV and Big Finish, comics, or a novel. Speaking of regeneration... Maybe this is because I'm used to regeneration stories being about the Doctor and celebrating his time on the show and starting a new era of Doctor Who, but this felt anticlimactic to me. I know classic Who regenerations were kind of an afterthought compared to the big life-changing extravaganzas of New Who, but even the Doctor's regenerations previous to Tom Baker felt like something momentous was about to happen. This one, it's like they don't, like they forgot about the regeneration until someone reminded them that this was the story that it was happening in. Oh right, Tom's leaving the show in this one. Well, I guess we can tack on the regeneration scene at the end. Maybe it's just me, but I expected something a bit more. Well, more for the actor who spent seven years in the role. I know it sounds like I'm dogging on this story, but there was some good stuff in here. Adric got some interesting things to do. The doctor measuring the TARDIS and comparing it to a real police box and trying to fix the chameleon circuit was charming. Nissa was a bright light in the story. And I loved the doctor's reaction to Tegan walking onto the console room and, de- and demanding to know what's going on. There were moments in this from Tom where you can tell he's ready to be done and gone from the show. You mentioned a few from last week's episode as well. But the one scene I felt like he was still playing the doctor and giving it his all. But that one scene, I felt like he was still playing the doctor and giving it his all. I think the biggest shock to the doctor in that scene is not that the, this gobby Australian lady is demanding to know where is the where the crew is. It's that she walked in through the door opposite the TARDIS entrance. 
As in, she's been on the TARDIS this whole time, and no one knew. Though, I have to say, I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. I feel like there could be a whole anthology of stories where random people wander in, wandered into TARDISes on all sorts of planets. I mean, if TARDISes change to blend in with their surroundings, what's to stop ordinary people from walking on board without thinking when they... and then not realizing where they are when they do stop and pay attention? More importantly, which Time Lords are they going to encounter when they're found out? See, there's all kinds of cool ideas in this story. Just none of them have anything to do with the block transfer computations or, or entropy or the end of the universe. That's all I have to say for this one. I'll see you next week when we get to my doctor's first story. And where I get to hear Sean say his opinion of Castor Valva has improved. <laughs> Insert Mr. Burns here saying, excellence, excellence. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Chrissy. Chrissy, I hate to burst your story idea bubble, but the idea of a chameleon circuit is so people don't wander in. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I don't go up to trees to see if there's a door. Or, or, or call them pillars. Or, <laughs> or try to walk into a uh, grandfather, grandfather clock. clock. Yeah. <laughs> But within the police confines. box, yes, I give you that. Within Iron the confines Maiden. of the TARDIS, I mean, TARDIS, you want to stay works. away from those. But do what? Within the confines of the TARDIS, it works. Yes, because how of many our times was he on Earth? Yes, in a police box. Like, yes, yeah, okay. It could be a whole anthology of people walking into the, the, the Doctor's TARDIS. Yeah, not maybe other TARDISes. I think they're still there. <laughs> like Cyberman, like Bob. Cyberman Bob. <laughs> I just, I, it's a great idea. I'm fascinated just, by the fact that. Number one, the TARDIS has a lock on it that the that that supposedly in the first Doctor's era has a mechanism that makes it very dangerous to try to unlock it if you don't have the proper key. To now, Adric can just dodger his way, artful dodger his way into not only the Doctors but the merged the merged TARDIS of the of the Master, which yeah, kind of is part of the reason why they're getting that that loop going on there but i mean you can kind of explain the outside from the very outside from the motorway trying to get in because you know it merged with that police box there so you yeah. can kind of excuse people being able to get in that maybe way. It was, yeah. maybe yeah, exactly maybe but, Adric, but Adric never picks that lock <laughs> no it's the ones inside the dark yeah. maybe, maybe the master has a defective plasmic outer shell and and that's why that lock was so easy to pick maybe <laughs> I'll accept it. <laughs> Let's move on to our review. Logopolis. The Doctor and Adric head to Earth to fix the TARDIS's chameleon circuit, hoping to restore the time machine's ability to blend in to its surroundings. Once they once they face danger, once there they face danger involving a newly regenerated master and a feisty young air hostess named Tegan Yovenka. How can the people of the distant... Sorry. <laughs> False pause there. Hold off, Sean. Thought Hold I missed, off. Thought I missed my cue. I, a moth dive-bombed our table. <laughs> How can the people of the distant and mysterious planet Nogopolis help? And just who is the strange ghostly figure watching the Doctor's every move? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> you want to start, Sean? No, I want you to start. <laughs> Me? Yeah. You should start. You should start. As confusing as part of it is, I rather enjoyed it. I, I think it helps that there's a lot going on throughout most of it. Um, you mentioned that it felt like there was a lot of running around, and I guess at the end a little bit. That's that. That's what. Yeah. It, well, that's that's what I'm saying. It starts off kind of cool, and then it gets trippy. And then it there's a lot of running around right. at the end. It's, yeah, it gets that's, trippy that's, and that's then it. it gets weird. That was my just quick brief yeah, yeah. <laughs> explanation of Legopolis. I think the idea behind the planet is pretty cool. The Legopolis, Legopolitans, of them, the fact that there's this math out there that's beyond our understanding that they can do and manipulate matter just by doing math. I think that's pretty neat, and the fact that the ma the doctor is trying to fix the chameleon circuit to, you know, and using their help to do it, 
I think I I thought it was really cool, and it's a clever way to you know, they obviously did a slight redesign to the TARDIS in that process, so that nice way to you know pass the torch on to Peter Davison without realizing you're passing the torch on to Peter Davison. Right. Um, I think Adric was fairly enjoyable in this one also. Uh, he had some good, some decent stuff to do. Not as much as Keeper Trocken. No, but, but he does have a decent but, bit of do. Yeah. yeah, Tegan is Tegan. <laughs> nice to know she hasn't changed much throughout her entire run. Did you notice that she was an airline pilot? I, uh, uh, stewardess. She was an airline pilot an airline this time? Pilot. <laughs> oh my gosh, I completely missed but that. But yet it was her first day. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming she was an airline uh, stewardess previously at a different airline maybe no this was her first day a period this was her first day <laughs> so what you're telling me is that she's on her way to the airport to report for for day one <laughs> and she never shows up. never shows no up. wonder she's so on a i need to get back to heathrow well she eventually gets to heathrow but it's on I'm, the wrong day <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many years later <laughs> she already missed her first day of work I think it, does she bring that up when she rejoins them in Amsterdam? I don't think that so. That when she got back, she didn't have a job anymore. So <laughs> I have to go back and read. <laughs> I need one. to watch that again too. I can't remember. The, the irony of this is that I'm pretty sure then after she leaves the doctor a second time and then rejoins up with them in Big Finish for a couple of adventures in Australia, I don't think Tegan was ever a, 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 on an airline. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, pretty sure the only plane she'd ever been on was the one that took her back to Australia. After she failed at becoming, a, well, a, a, she, a, she a, was, was on, on the, the Concord. Yeah, yeah, the Concord. Yeah, okay, she was on. Okay, well then that counts. That's the one time she got to perform her job duty. <laughs> I think after that she took a boat back to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> We're going the long way around. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Cars. I'm okay with cars. <laughs> uh, the master in the story. Also suffering from post-regeneration Yeah, because what he's doing doesn't quite make sense. Of what he, no, I don't know what his ultimate goal is of why he wants... I, I guess he thinks he can control the universe by controlling Legopolis? No. Is that what... He, what ultimately, what, what the doctor... Not the doctor. The master realizes that the Legopolis... Yeah. Legopolitans are... They're keeping a secret. He knows they're keeping right. a secret. He wants to know what that is. And so oh. he goes there to basically... Hold them hostage so that the was a control monitor. So the monitor will divulge what the secret is, so that he can have that information and do whatever he needs to with it. Maybe it's blackmail of the the uh, Politans or what it is. But I don't whatever think I, I don't think we really power. understand what. No. But he's he does have an end game there. Unfortunately, by I like how much it holding everybody hostage, <laughs> it completely, completely unravels itself. And I don't think he knew, and I don't think he intended to do that. I think then, when he teams up with the doctor, because I think a lot of people have postulated that the master knew what he was doing all along, all the way to the end, back to that the Ferris project, pro- project on Earth. Oh. I think that a lot of people speculated that he set up all the events in this so that it would come down to the fact that he would be able to point the telescope uh tell the universe that he was basically in control i don't think that from from but, the but way his just he, telling the universe that he's in control doesn't make him in control well but he that's, is that's, he is because the if if uh because the, the the what the doctor and him have set up in order to stall the entropy and open reopen the portals to the other universes so that entropy doesn't take over everything he basically when the when the beam is set up it's it's good to go he has control over it one way or the other he can either let him go or let but ultimately what the doctor does then is he crawls out on the telescope he cuts the communication with the rest of us oh. so the doctor so the, they they fix the problem but the master doesn't have any control over it once he yanks the plug okay so but again people say that he is a lot of people kind of postulate that he just knew all along he was doing it i don't because the way that he reacts after he shuts off the beam, I mean, he would have to be a really, really good actor in order to, I mean, as, as the master, not Anthony Ainsley. Right. To, 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 but he's really kind of taken aback and he's quite surprised that well, what he, he, what is unleashed and doesn't, and, oh, by the, the and, and he tries, and, um, yeah. And then yeah. he tries to escape on his own yeah. even after he's made, uh, well, no, was, was it after he made the deal with the doctor? Yeah. After he had made the deal with the doctor, yeah. he tries to escape, he tries to lose him anyway. He seems so genuinely yeah. surprised and by he all probably, the entropy coming. He definitely yeah. would have had the rock nut fallen on him. So he didn't plan for that. Right. You know, so yeah, I mean, I would agree. I just, I really think that he screwed up 
but then later saw another opportunity to to uh, gain control over the universe. So, I yeah, and I like the fact that it blew up in his face, and then had to team up with the Doctor, and it's not a wasn't a. It was kind of a sub- now that's never happened before. Not quite a subversion <laughs> of the third Doctor yeah. stuff because it's not him teaming up with a alien and the alien backstabbing him and then him having right. to team up with the Doctor. No, he it's, backstabbed himself and had to team up. Right, with the exactly because the universe is at stake now. <laughs> because he didn't think his way through it and it blew up in his face. You got your sums wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you know Tom's. So there's been a lot of joking of. Wow, he fell from such a from a radio tower, and it caused him to regenerate. That's a pretty tall tower. Well, you, there's the one shot where he looks down, it's, and it's a death fall. I oh, mean, you yeah. look at that Absolutely. distance where he's crawling across that gantry. You, when he looks down, they even give you that shot of him looking down and seeing the ground. It's not like he was ten feet up in the air. He no. was yeah. like at least forty feet up. Now, if not higher. A lot of people complain that again, he doesn't look like he crawls up a lot of stairs to get up there. A lot that ladder that goes up the, the, well, the side of it. Editing. That's just it. It's just edited for time. And we didn't see the. I mean, can you imagine how many people would have been complaining if we watched him crawl up the entire forty <laughs> stories? I mean, it would have been. I, I think some of people the, would have been upset. What cut away from this? Please, I think some cut, of the cut, cut back to the fake brick wall with the Team Tardis looking up in awe of what's going on. I mean, it... <laughs> I, 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 I could assume that some of the complaints are people who haven't seen some of these sort of towers in person. Yeah, it could be like true. having seen this tower at the station <laughs> and how tall it actually is when you're underneath it, yeah. and how long it takes to climb, and how far you yeah, know he would have died. Yeah. I totally agree. Well, he did. (laughs) Well, he didn't die. He regenerated. That being said, it was a little anticlimactic. I I don't know. I guess I expected maybe more of a struggle or more of, uh, you know, dangling in peril instead of just He did dangle. He was hanging on that. He was hanging on that rope. And then when he finally appears that he's going to be okay and get a grip on on the beam, then he slips on the beam. I guess I guess I just felt like it could have been more dramatic fell. than it was. Fell and fell and fell. Now I will fell. give I will give the naysayers uh, a point of once he falls when you're when they have that upper shot of everybody gathered around it does kind of the the, the surroundings doesn't seem as tall as it. The, the no, you're just seeing versions. the bottom edge of the tower. Yeah, you're not seeing yeah. where he fell from because it's an angle too. But if, it's yeah, not but straight if up. if you aren't familiar with him in person and how <laughs> you know perspectives work, you could complain there. I buy it. The narrative of the story is just fine. So. I I thoroughly enjoyed the um, the goodbye tour also. <laughs> yeah. Because they were all flashing through his mind, he didn't actually go visit all. Right, of them. right. He didn't. He didn't do a a, a David Tennant. Right, yeah. right. Overall, it was fairly enjoyable. Would, would you excuse me for a minute? And he gets up and limps to the TARDIS <laughs> and goes and goes and sees Sarah Jane and goes and sees Leela and, and then comes back and lays back down and says, "Okay, now I'm ready." <laughs> I think the idea of the Watcher is really cool too. I kind of I agree do with you? Chrissy. I, I do you. <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> so in my head canon, when the doctor kind of suspects or knows he might be regenerating soon, even if we don't see the watcher, he's there in the background somewhere every single time. Maybe. <laughs> I, I think it's a cool idea. It's just not fleshed out. I or explored properly. I liken it too and there's they've there's been a precedent for this. In Doctor Who, and that goes back to Planet of the Spiders, the old hermit, uh, Rinpoche, whatever his name is, the the old guy that's uh, producing a uh, what do you what are they? Uh, uh, he has like a mental image of himself. He's the younger guy, the Jocho or whatever his name is, Cho J. He's the that's him. It's a mental protect, projection of himself because he knows he's going to to go, and that mental projection I think was meant to kind of manipulate things and help set the pieces before he dies. You remember he's the old hermit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that the watcher is conceptually the same idea as that the watcher isn't an incarnation, but more of a mental projection. But I don't think in the doctor's case that it's a willing projection. I think it's a subliminal sub, sub, subconscious subconscious projection. Yeah. So much so that it can help manipulate the events. It brings Nisa to Tarkin where she needs to be. 
Um, the doctor because she didn't. The doctor's able. The doctor's able to con, uh, communicate with it because he goes and talks to it on the bridge. Obviously, right. he knows the pieces are being set. The other thing that it used to bother me is he he sees the watcher and then suddenly. It didn't bother me. What am I looking for? It's he sees the watcher and then he kind of he's set on a path of events. And I always thought this would have been a problem for me that that we don't ever see the watcher before, because suddenly he kind of knows where things are going because of the watcher. Well, it wasn't until my second or even third viewing of this that I realized when he goes up to the bridge and talks to the watcher, he must have got the information that way. Mm -hmm. So then I was all right with the watcher just being this a one time instance. Whereas before, if you if if he just kind of had known from seeing it, we never had any evidence in the past of that being the case. So you would think every doctor would have seen it coming, and right. a lot of them don't. There's a it's quite a surprise for a lot of them. So having him having the conversation with the watcher this time kind of makes me think, okay, we don't have to have a watcher anywhere else. The watcher doesn't have to have been in the background anywhere else because he got the information he needed to know from the watcher, and so he knows where his path's leading him now. I wonder how much of it. Well, you going back to the entropy that Legopolis is apparently got this cool math that is responsible for holding the universe together, and then suddenly entropy is eating everything when the master has wiped out the entire population of the planet. <laughs> wow, he's working quick. Inadvertently, though, I mean, he doesn't know that he's doing. Well, it. the no, problem is he, when he you knows sh- he's doing it. He when you know sh- the end result of well, what he's doing. he knows that he what he, all he's the idea was to put them in stasis but without them working the compilations he has no idea that that it's going to break down because that's the coolest thing about it is the the reveal of the secret when the monitor finally says we are past the point of entropy and we figured out that we could keep the universe going when you find that out it's like oh my gosh no wonder you were keeping that a secret (laughs) (laughs) you guys are basically keeping the universe going yeah Sorry, go ahead. It's a no. great revelation. So, so then they they can see Nissa sees on the on the scanner this the, the universe is going out, the stars are going out, and I can't see Trocken anymore. The Trocken Union's gone. That's when I was sad. Yeah, yeah, I was really sad by that. So then they fix it. <laughs> they, they go to the Ferris so, project. And be, uh, that's one does that mean I they have. reverse? No, 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 no. Or because all of that's gone. No, because that's that's addressed in Big Finish. That Trocken. Anything that went away. It's gone, in, it's gone during gone. the event is gone gone in fact i think there are other well big finish is addressed in fact i think primeval it's it's talked about so i can't remember enough of primeval yeah, i think it's to, talked about in primeval that her planet's gone because that's and, one of the reasons they had and to it previous to nissa makes mention of that in another story that trocken's gone okay yeah well yeah there's been lots of mentions yeah to and so gone. there's yeah. there uh that that's yeah the, the impression that i got from that was there was no reversal they just stopped the the entropy from ha- or or postponed the entropy entropy from happening so as rapidly as it was. So that officially makes the master the greatest mass murderer ever. Sure. Oh yeah. Right? Because sure. he's he's responsible yeah. for all that. Even inadvertently. Even inadvertently. Do you think maybe that's why the watcher was present? Because of all of the- maybe maybe because entropy was threatening to come crashing in that that well, lent and, some and I, extra weight to I, why this regeneration you're going to need some help. I think that's probably because they they, they very much talk about uh, it's almost like the Watcher is a manifestation of time itself, mm-hmm. and you know yes it is the Doctor's uh, vehicle or persona. Because it, it can fly the TARDIS. It, it knows what's getting ready to happen. It's probably time itself creating that as a projection from uh, the fourth Doctor in order to, yeah, maybe prevent or at least... I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm reaching. I'm totally yeah, no, 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 I like that. That's a, that's a great theory. I, I love that. In fact, any, anything that can wrap my head canon around why the Watcher exists. Because the first time I saw Legopolis, I've always liked Legopolis. I've always liked this story. I thought it was a clever story. I didn't understand it the first time I saw it. I definitely understand the first time I saw it because I was young, <laughs> I, but the first time I saw it more recently in my adulthood, um, it, it I couldn't connect it all. It just wasn't there. And it, this, unlike Trocken, Keeper Trocken, I enjoy more each time I see it. Even though we lose the Fourth Doctor at the end of it, I already reconciled myself with that years ago, though. <laughs> 
Um, but every time that, that I watched Legopolis, I enjoy it a little bit more because it, it's a little more coherent to me. I come up with things like you're doing now to kind of make a fix for the things that I have always had problems with Legopolis because it's not a perfect story. In fact, it's a bit chaotic at times. Um, but I, I enjoy it every time more. And the other thing that I, I this is, let me just sidestep a little bit. I, it occurred to me watching this story this week why last week I, I had said that I felt like every time I see Trocken, I, I, I get a little more disinterested in it. It's because I don't enjoy the doctor in it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the doctor is, uh, I don't, I'm not enjoying Tom. Back to that sleepwalking. I am. Not every, and while he's very kind of brooding in this one, he's at least interesting again. Yeah. He wasn't interesting to me in Trocken. And I think that's why that takes me out of that story. Because th- this week I was like, oh, there, this feels like old Tom. And then it hit me. I was like, it's because he's interesting this week. He wasn't interesting to me last week. So that's why I, I finally put my finger on why each time I watch Trocken, I get... Because there's still a lot of great elements of Trocken that I like. But Logopolis has a lot of elements I like. And Tom's interesting to me. Again, yeah. even though he's being stoic and a bit brooding, he's but still But you can Tom. excuse the stoic and brooding because especially after he talks to the Watcher because you assume that he's been informed of what's to come. I don't how, think he knows how it's going to happen. I think no, he knows that it's going to happen. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's going to make anybody right, brooding. And, right. you know. <laughs> what did the Watcher tell you? He has to find Red Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Ryan Rick with the, the Ryan uh, Buck yeah, 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 that one. Yeah. Anyway, um, so this is my second viewing <laughs> ever. Was this week? Uh, I, I saw it as a kid, devastated, kind of like Glenn. Didn't understand it. Thought it was kind of cool in parts. Didn't understand it. And then, what the hell? And uh, any time that it was on in repeats, I actively avoided it. <laughs> like if I happened to flip on Doctor Who and it was Legopolis, I turned it off because I just was like, nope, I don't like that story. <laughs> I just made up my mind. I, was, I didn't like the story. So I sat down and I, I bought it. Never watched it, so I sat down and watched it this week. And as it kind of came flooding back to me, all of the stuff at the beginning I love. I really enjoy the TARDIS within a TARDIS and the taking of it. I did too. And and, and I'd I'd made the comment when we got to, uh, uh, I don't know if it was Space and Time or one of the other ones where in a new series episode where the TARDIS showed up inside the TARDIS. And I I, I remember saying, that's such a wrong thing to see is the police box inside the control room and you had mentioned oh no that happened before twice and I had blocked it out because it was just and even then when we got to the third Doctor story I was like oh yeah this is the one he's talking about (laughs) blocked this one out until I saw it and I went oh yeah this is okay I remember liking this and I did. I really enjoyed all that, and I enjoyed the the, the loop. And you know, to Chrissy's point with the, the you know the the scientific explanation, he did give one. It was a gravity bubble. I have no idea how that works, might make it to happen, but okay, that's the excuse. <laughs> okay, I liked how each time they went through the doors, it got darker, darker, and darker, and darker. And darker. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly you go through the last door, and you're outside on the wrong side of the box. I don't know how that works either. But I, <laughs> yeah, okay, a gravity bubble. It's a gravity bubble. The, the bubble popped. <laughs> That's what you had to do. She had to keep going to get into the thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I thought uh, I thought all that was cool. I think the idea of Legopolis and the block computation, that there's math that can physically bring matter into existence. Or okay. alter matter. Or alter matter. That's kind of cool. I don't understand it, but yeah. It's high right. science, but it's cool. Yeah, that's, that's really kind of cool. Why it's Legopolis? It's the truest of science fiction because obviously, you know, that sort of math that they are doing just by doing the math is causing the changes to happen and uh, we're not there at all. <laughs> a wild Gopolis looks like bedrock? I don't know. I, I can't come up with a cool... Because their math is better than sci- than machines, so they don't need machines. I think that's the they idea. kind of gave that explanation. The idea is to make it yeah, a very primitive. That was the other thing. And if it was the entropy, it wouldn't, they wouldn't even have yeah. the Feral's Project stuff. The thing that always... Yeah, the thing that always... I never could connect was why why do they have an exact copy of the Pharaoh's project on Legopolis and it wasn't until maybe even last time but mo- it, it really cements this time that it's because of the it's bec- <laughs> it's because of the computations that are needed in order to record the data not process the data right and I thought okay that seems to make sense they're wanting to keep a record of what's going on here 
because they're at the point where they're having to work so hard to continue to use equations in order to keep the entropy from happening that they need a way to record it and look back at it for any sort of data retrieval or you know the, the computer can't work the science can't work the math but it can at least record the math and it can they if they need it they, and and that's what it's they no different than keeping a log exactly it's like a log book for them and so that kind of made a lot more sense to me this time and were they using the the, the tower the transmitter to beam those calculations out into the universe and they fight might, back the they entropy? Might or? Have been they might that. have been they doing that. Give us an yeah. explanation. They didn't really... They don't explain the tower. But you could assume, <laughs> maybe. Other than it's a foreshadowing for the end, which I think is ideally what yeah. Just yeah. Forbid Me did. Well, because if you're going to recreate the Pharos project, you're going to... Well, that's just if they recreated it right down to the, the minute. Because they're not using it to communicate with anybody. No. But oh, Now that I we mentioned that, I, do, I did think... They mentioned something about using it to transmit something. Yeah, they might have, and that might have been what it is. Is that they do the compu- computations, but then they send it out to where it needs to be. Actually, they probably point the computer into those voids that they because you know they they said they had to create voids in order to draw energy from other universes, and so that's probably what they're doing is they're using that tower to create the voids, and then once that void's created, they move it. And they, so that makes sense. See again. The more you watch this and you talk about it, the more you can explain. That simply isn't really explained that well in the story itself because there's so much going on in this story. But you might be right, Keith. I might have mentioned that they were doing that. I'm trying to look it up on TARDIS Wiki. So is is the Pharaoh's Project a real thing? Or was this just a cool made-up that we're going to go, we got permission to shoot at a radio tower, we're going to call it this? To me, since I was a kid, this was the Ferris Project was a part in a story of Doctor I'm just Who, curious. So I don't know. I've because this must it. be one hell of a telescope. <laughs> this has got a hell of a transmitter on it if the Legopolans went, yeah, that'll work. And then we, we used it from Earth for the same, okay, yeah, that worked. <laughs> okay. Um so yeah, it, it it bogs down a little bit for me in the in the in the third episode where we're really focusing on the math because it's you know you can call it blunt computation whatever you want it's math I'm I'm suddenly like Chrissy I'm losing interest so it's like okay oh you're doing cool work all right oh you're doing really important cool work okay I don't need the math I don't need the science behind that but uh, all right and then the master goes and screws it all up <laughs> and course. kills everybody I mean everybody on every street was a Barbie doll. And it was just like, dude, how many cogs can you pull out of a clock before it stops running? <laughs> I mean, there's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a finite amount of, this isn't going to do anything anymore. <laughs> and you have to be aware of that. You're a scientist on some level. And I know you're crazy. And I know you just stole a body. And on some level, you don't care. But <laughs> you got to be aware that you can't just keep pulling pieces out of this thing and expect anything to come from it other than now you will tell me what the grand secret is why bother everybody's dead <laughs> well not everybody was dead just the enough pieces so he could take control he knocked out like five neighborhoods <laughs> yeah but he had to in order to create the chaos in the th- in the uh formulation that the doctor was using on his tardis i mean that's ultimately what he did he lured the doctor right. there so that he could cause a distra- basically a diversion while he got the machine that he needed in order to put the entire planet on stasis that's what he did that was the idea it wasn't him going around randomly killing people he was putting enough basically he was corrupting enough data in the, yeah. in the chain in order for the calculations to be so far off that it would take them a while to figure out what where but, they but, went but, wrong but at what point does your computer suffer a cascade failure from the corrupted sectors that you can't recover from it you're, no, no, like no, you're was, thinking of once they went yeah, to stasis and then the entropy started yeah because that's them. what that's what screwed it up is well you guys keep puts, using the word stasis he used the molecular decompression these guys are dead once, no 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 no, 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 no doll, stop stop dead. stop he he shrunk people to barbie dolls Probably maybe ten like, ten people total. If that, he shrunk there people. Was whole blocks. That were no, empty. they were, they they made it look that way. No, but no, that no, that was after the stasis happened. After the and stasis happened, they weren't Barbie dolls. They were all uh, were, decayed uh, bodies. That was all the dead bodies everywhere. No, they were Barbie dolls. No, no, no. There was only about a dozen Barbie dolls total. Yeah, because again, that. that's when Adric and the the monitor were running through the streets, going, "What's going? You know, what's yeah. going?" There was no, there, three blocks worth of baby dolls. No, I swear. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, like full of them. okay. Even if there's three blocks, let's say there was two dozen 
total. I mean, three blocks, a block was only what? Maybe 12 little cubby holes. If there were 12 in three blocks, that's 36 stalls. But that doesn't matter because you you presume that Log- Logopolis is a large community. There's it's the entire of, of three blocks, there's probably 7,000 blocks. So that's those are those are your blocks of data. So in reality, he three blocks, let's say, is thirty two people or thirty two legopolitans. Um, <laughs> so he's 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 basically I'm very cor- proud of you for being. Able but he's to say basically this. corrupted enough of a packet of one big digital uh, 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 program or or sector in order to cause enough chaos that he can go in there and then put everything in state. Basically unleash his virus to shut everything down briefly while he addresses the monitor and basically he's ransomware he has put (laughs) ransomware on the planet is what he's done he's corrupted a little bit of data in order to get through the firewall once he gets through the firewall he unleashes the ransomware he tells the monitor that you know unless you give me the secret that's the money send me bitcoin and I will release your computer, your giant computer, and everything will be good. And the secret is the Bitcoin. So he says he's going to get the secret from it. Unfortunately, what he didn't realize is that he just melted down the computer. But what he did in turn, besides melting the computer completely down, this is the computer that's running the entire Internet. So now the Internet has completely collapsed and we are back to the Stone Age. Okay, fixed it. <laughs> I had to wait for technology to catch up with the story. That's how far ahead of its time it was. I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> I'm done. We're, we're laughing, but that Good really story. that really makes it way better. <laughs> I understand it a lot more now. Uh, okay, fixed. So it, that, that, that middle part's way better than I thought. And, <laughs> and then we get to the end, and we go to the Ferris Project. Uh, running around. And the running around. And, 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 and We haven't even talked about the TARDIS shrinking. Oh, yeah, that's a great scene. Yeah. How cool would that be to have that prop? Oh, yeah. Like, instead of maybe even the full-size mod, just get that one. And just yeah, but I want the corner. I want the if I get that and put it in the corner, I want those two like things that are holding it from from <laughs> decaying anymore. I think that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it, it, I like that element, and I like Tegan being able to hold up the. Yes, that's know, that's. I don't cool. know where this needs to go, but that's cool. The whole pro- there there the, that's where some of it's a mess is because to me, I appreciate that Tegan quickly gets grounded in the fact that I'm on a ship. I'm going to find the crew. She goes to go find the crew. She she associates that this is some sort of ship. I'm a, I'm appreciative of that. I like that. Yeah. Once she gets to Legopolis, she's like she's like she's acting like she's been with these people for like six stories now. Yeah. You know, and, and, and to me that was a little fast. She still should have been I mean, she just got plucked off Earth by accident. And she's I know she's trying to help, but she's, she's adaptable. She's she's just way too adaptable in the story. That was one of the things that bugged me as a fisher. Not to mention every time they showed the stupid monitor, the uh, uh, what's the scanner? Every time they showed them on the scanner, that it was a terrible shot, and they kept <laughs> using it when this uh, kind of slightly back and Tegan and looking very concerned, and it was the same footage. Over and over again, and I was like, "That could have been better too." But I, I, the concept of it, I liked. It was good. And the thing that frustrated me most with Tegan was nobody explained to Tegan that there was a camera on the top of the of the TARDIS <laughs> that she could look in in order for them to see it. So that that was another thing that bugged me too. Is somebody should have clued her in. Well, if we if we we he can see us if we look at this little. All he had to do is say, "You can see." He can see us if we look at this little bulb on the top of the right police box. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Was. The, near the end when you know they're all on board the TARDIS and the Watcher is going to take them where they need to go and she for some reason thinks the Doctor is the one that's going to take her where they need to go when you're on the ship why get off of the ship <laughs> that's not going to help you get home woman yeah. well the Doctor's the one that got me here so I'm going to stick with him never mind the a little bit that... of logic except for she doesn't know that the Master has a TARDIS so she doesn't know that the doctor has a way to get back. She has just left her ride. You're right. exactly right. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't care who got me there. I'm sticking with how I got there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sticking with who got me here, not how I got there. <laughs> That's dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sticking with the pilot. What about the plane? Nope, not important. Don't care about the plane. <laughs> he doesn't need that to he get me home. You're on an island. 
Maybe he'll build a boat. The, the other part, backtracking to the beginning, is um, all of the TARDIS interiors. I automatically love any story yeah. that gives us more interior TARDIS. Yeah. I don't care what it looks like. Even if there are a bunch more corridors. Yeah. And, I and love the Arboretum area. Yeah, the Arboretum's great. Yeah, the Arboretum's very cool. And the fact that that's where he has the discussion with uh, Adric about the entropy and how the TARDIS is getting old. And the fact yeah. that you're in this room that is very, you know, kind of in a, it's not in a state of decay yet, but it gives that impression of this is, it, it's almost like illustration by, uh, or it's almost like narration by illustration in that yeah. situation because yeah. you get, you're kind of seeing it as you're, as he's talking to Adric about it. And that was pretty cool. And Adric can fly the TARDIS with no problem himself. <laughs> it's also got that really cool. Mark it on there. Keyboard that comes up and out of the. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much that prop was. <laughs> That's a little addition. And the uh, now we know how he, if the chameleon circuit worked, we know how he would ch- choose whatever he mm-hmm. wanted to turn it into. We could look like a pyramid <laughs> with a door. It's got to have a door. It's not it's what been the done. it's not what the organs said. It's, true. it's been done. It's been done by that crew that brought the pyramids to Earth. And oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> There's even a door. There's right even a door. I'm avoiding the last part of this. Um, so the last part, the running around. The running around. We get to the, <laughs> we get to the Ferris project. We get to the end. Much running around, and very cool in a way because it's reminiscent of the Third Doctor one, where they go to the radio tower. One of the first Master stories. And they're up in the little control booth. It's the first Master Story. Yeah, it's It's, it's the first one. uh, Terror. Terror of the Autons, yeah. And he's up there and he finds the the guy in the lunchbox or whatever and it's been shrunk down. But it it was very reminiscent of that in many ways. And then here they are working together again. Uh, And then he gets betrayed again. (laughs) Yes, I decided to use my TARDIS after all. Okay. (laughs) Well, I love how the Master keeps (laughs) trying to kill people and the Doctor keeps grabbing his hand. (laughs) The chemistry between the two of them was pretty great. Yeah, that's good. And then he falls off the tower. <laughs> to save the Saving universe. the universe. Uh, it's a At very least most of the universe. The, the universe that's still there. Well, yeah, well, that's what's left. It it dawned on me. Well, ultimately, <laughs> though, he's not saving the universe from entropy anymore at that point. He's saving the universe from the master, who yeah, now could take control of the universe. Yeah. And so... Yeah. He has to thwart the Master's plans one last time. So, I go to see Star Trek Generations, <laughs> and I'm angry through most of that movie. <laughs> and then it gets to the end, and then spoilers if you've not seen it, but at this point the Statue of Limitations is out, and Kirk dies. By and, falling off a radio But, but, but how, does, how does Kirk die? He falls off a bridge. That's pretty much, the, it's, it's a metal gridwork bridge that yeah. falls off a mountain, and he gets he, he dies. And the bridge falls with him. <laughs> well, yeah. But it kind of lands on him, too, doesn't it? it sort of, yes. It, 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 it made me very angry because Kirk is a great hero and he should go out in a heroic manner, not falling off a bridge. Now, it doesn't matter to me that the the whole setup for that was he was saving the galaxy. He was stopping Soren from blowing up planets and, you know, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. He fell off a bridge. That's the, the, that's the take-home at the end of the day. And I realized watching this... This is why I'm mad at Star Trek Generations. Because Doctor Who did it first. The Doctor fell off a bridge. He was on the thing. The Master rotated the... And he, he grasped the... And, he's, and they're really... This is the first time in a long time I'm going to complain about production. This gargantuan wide Master shot of the antenna. And what I can only presume was supposed to be the Doctor hanging on a cable that was way over here in the distance that was so they they were really trying for the scale but was so like I wasn't even sure what it was and this time I realized oh that's what that's supposed to be yeah it's supposed to be the doctor okay so then he lets go of this and hangs on the thing and then he falls I don't like it I don't like it because it's my doctor I don't like it because it's it's clumsy it's heavy handed so now do you have problems with falling deaths in anything no because if they're done right, you you can if if he and the master were locked in mortal combat, grappling with each other on the top of the tower after the controls had been set to go wonky, and the master pushed him off the tower, okay. Well, he the master rotated it, but but eh, 
Yeah, the so, master rotated it. Yeah, he rotated yeah, it. Yeah, I know that. So that he couldn't get to it. And then he and got he out there did. when he had did it. But he, because he had to. He knew he had to pull that plug. He also managed to trip the master with the scarf. <laughs> One last time for that joke to come back. And then untie it from the two ends and he wear it as it he back fell. On. Okay, my thought was, if if you're going to untie it and put it back on, why when the doc, when the master tripped, why didn't you just launch back over him and turn the bridge control off? Right. Yeah. Or the, I say bridge control. The whole dish is turning is yeah, what's happening. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or untie one half of it, and then that's, that's what he's hanging on is the scarf, and the knot gives way. I'm more okay with that because that's symbolic. That's oh, that's a that's a crappy death, but okay, you know. Yeah, now he's just hanging on this on this cable, and then he moves over to the bridge, and then he falls. It's I, a noble death. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I see do. It saving the universe. I, the, the one thing that bothers me is is, and it's retroactive now. Is that well? It's not even retroactive, but it's forward. Is the doctor? I can. I. I. Can, I I'm a firm believer that was a 40-story drop, and you could die from that drop. I'm a firm believer. Sure, I'll buy that. However, the tenth Doctor fell from a much higher, (laughs) much higher area into the center of a marble floor from a moving object that was rocketing down toward the planet's surface and didn't die. That again, really not one of my favorite stories. So, I guess maybe I'm projecting. Could be <laughs> onto it because I don't like it's the insult story. to injury. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, had a little glass enclosure like a greenhouse at the bottom. Fell through that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's not talk about it at a time. Um, anyway, so see, I I I, I liked the story a lot, except for the end. Mm-hmm. Watch watching him fall. I went through the whole range of I'm angry. <laughs> All over again, uh, it, it just dredged it all back up. I was angry, and then I was sad, and then Peter set up, and I was a little more okay with it this time. Not much, but a little. You sure did okay set up it. abruptly. Yep. <laughs> Boing. Ooh. Well, he regenerated. He's got the new cells. Yeah, he's apparently. got the energy. You just wait till next week. <laughs> apparently, he's not going to have the energy. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I, I, Legopolis. Uh, it, it, like you said, the more I watch it, the more I enjoyed it. It's only two, but I, 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 I enjoyed it significantly more. This is, and now that I've had it explained to me, now you need to watch it a third time. Yeah, this is my one, two, three, four, five, sixth viewing. I think of it. Yeah, do you so think six, I, two, you, one? You think I'd be? <laughs> you think I'd be a glutton watching it so many times, knowing that the doctor dies? But again, it's sad for me that that's my doctor's last story. To me, it's a noble death. There's a there's a there's a reason why he doesn't. He goes out to saving the universe, but it's all of the little nuances leading up to that. That every time I watch it, it gets better because I catch more little things. I'm able to rationalize it in my head. It, again, it does. It's still a mess every time I watch it. Sometimes it's it it very it feels very disconnected, and I have to connect the pieces. I have to force myself to connect the pieces a little harder each time. But I do, and I think that's why I enjoy it on every watch, every new watch. I wonder. Sometimes you want a, a, something to challenge your mind and make it connect pieces yeah, together. So, well, and it, I, I didn't know this. Even uh, if I have to force the square peg into the round hole. <laughs> Certainly, as a kid, I didn't know this. But doing a lot of research for the podcast, uh, come across I even remember which wiki it's on, either Tardis Wiki or this one, where they talk about there's a loose thread that runs through all the season dealing with entropy. And that we get the stuff oh. with state of decay, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, e space, and all that kind of stuff, and it kind of builds up to <laughs> entropy's here, and uh, it's eating everything. Hmm. And now I kind of want to go and watch this whole season in order. in order to see how much of that really does build to the finale, and how much of it was planned versus yeah. just well, kind of happened. Christopher Bit- Bitmead. Bitmead was the script editor during mm-hmm. this season. And he wrote this story, right? So that, that, that's what makes that, me think maybe there's more. It's to a it logical than that. leap to take to say that that probably was intended. I also um, I can't help but wonder. Obviously, 
for a lot of these guys who were writing this show back in the day, or even today, it's just a, it's just a gig. You know, hey, I'm oh, going to write yeah. an episode of a show. Okay, cool. And for some of them, it's a little more important than others. But uh, it's just you, you know feeding the dragon in that regard. You got to you got time slot to fill. We're going to put out some product. And I wonder if any of them. This would be an interesting question. If the next convention, if we get a writer, if any of them thought that. 30, 40, 50 years later that we'd still be sitting around debating the nuances of how this worked and what did you mean when you set this up in the story and is this how this is... I mean, that to me is still fascinating and with stories like this especially that you can put those, you know, even though it's a bit of a mess and he probably knew it was a bit of a mess. I mean, I, I don't think you could look at it and go, oh, I'm happy with how that turned out because... but. That all these years later that you can look at it the way that yeah. you did and say, no, this is totally what happened and it makes sense now. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, like, 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 like a lot of Doctor Who, Legopolis is just kind of there. <laughs> but, but I liked it more this time. Good. So. All right. Well, uh, what do we got coming up on the schedule? Well, on the schedule next week, we will be discussing the next and final complete Who story that we've not reviewed yet, which is Castrovalvo. Until they find more. Until they find more. <laughs> um, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna cover that the first of Peter Davidson's run and the last complete story for us. And then uh, the week after that, we will discuss. So the podcast not over. Not yet. This episode. We we, we held off entropy for another week. <laughs> uh, and the week after that, we are going to talk regenerations. Now that you've kind of seen the long and the short of them. I mean, next week we'll make it official that you've seen the the, the right. long of it, and not the short of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the following week is the book, isn't it? I believe so. Which is... Uh, um, the New Unusual. The New Unusual will be slated for that week. So if you haven't started yet, you have plenty of time still to get on that. I've got to hurry up and get through Thrawn so I can start mine. <laughs> <laughs> I need to finish Armada, so... Very good. Anything else we need to um, do before we close out this time? All right, that's going to do it. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.